Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to Goonies World. I am Meanie, also known as Ryan, and joining me today, as always, the eponymous Goonie, also known as Colin. Well, hello. And Johnny Faber, also known as Sean. Well, hello. You son and of a bitch. I'm copying you. <laughs> he copied me. And uh, today, on this episode of Goonies World, we are, of course, uh, returning to the world of Jupiter Springs, where um, our friends uh, Chip, Dickie, and Plunger have just recently escaped from what they believe to be a vampire video store clerk at Valley Video. And uh, are currently, I'm guessing, uh, riding their bicycles away from there, but to where I do not exactly know. So, might you care to enlighten me? I will, but first of all, gentlemen, there's something that I've just realized. I'm so discombobulated. I believe that possibly that blood-sucking daywalker who is working in that video store has done something to my mind because I now realize that we've gotten out of the video store that the biker that we're talking to I now realize I've seen him before I've I've seen him before Dickie don't you remember search your mind haven't you ever yes. seen him before now, now that you said that now that we're away from the video store it, it feels like it's all coming back to me now like a great fog has been lifted off of my mind yeah, and I know that we've we've met that guy before. He was with another man named Duke, who was Frank and Duke, and they had just broken out of prison, and and they and they both claimed that, that they were uh, Chip's dad. Yeah, Chip, and surely they, you remember they, this. Chip, well, come on. Well, really, I I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. I, I I don't I don't remember um, when was this? Walk out? What are you serious? Yes, and <coughs> excuse me. I think I think that the the daywalking bloodsucker has done something to cloud our minds. This is why we were, you know, un- it's got to be yes, and it's possibly why you were unsuccessful in your ninja attempts to get out of the, you know, the store more quickly. And it's got to be that vampire, that soulless bloodsucker, because we we should have remembered that, yeah. and and also the biker should have remembered us. That's right. So he was doing something to our minds in there. That's oh right. wait 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 wait! You mean? Yeah, now that that's his sounding because he he would say that he wrote like every song yeah. like, that would come on the radio. He'd be like, "I fucking wrote that." Or yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. And we know that he must have been in Hardgate because he mentioned knowing my uh, well, my uncle, and uh, and then yeah, I and whenever we saw it's the same him, guy. It's the same guy who claimed to be Chip's father. Of course, they both claimed to be Chip's father. So, Chip, you either. Now, biologically speaking, it's a little-known fact that occasionally, during a spit-roast type of situation, it is possible for a woman to be doubly impregnated. It is possible. It's however unlikely, it is possible that a woman, uh, actually, two sperm can penetrate an egg. The medical establishment would have you believe otherwise, but I've written a lengthy monograph on the subject, which I'd be happy to, to mimeograph and share with you, but it is possible that Chip could have two fathers. You know, but um, well, certainly oh. there is no no greater foremost authority on women's anatomy and reproduction than Plunger. Well, yeah, like I said, I'm going to have to double check this with my mom uh, to make sure you're accurate, Plunger. I think your aunt would be a better person to ask for a variety of reasons, but well, but uh, no, I've I I've uh, would say that I, I've seen a variety of uh, you know, and I of course, as you know, I correspond with the actress Kim Fields who plays Tootie on the Facts of Life, and. Uh, you know, we've also discussed this at great length. So it is possible, Chip, that you have two fathers. However, it is uh, very unlikely. And I believe that uh, one of those gentlemen could very well be your father because you are sort of a badass. And both of those guys were obviously badasses. 
So you've got some badass DNA. This is quite clear that you have ninja's DNA. Obvious to anyone. I kind of think I look a little bit more like the Duke guy. You think so? Hmm. It's hard. Yeah, to, you hmm. know, he even uh, had a tattoo uh, that said uh, "Chip off the old block," and he showed it, and he had a picture of you. So he really thinks that uh, he's your father, and uh, and 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 there is a resemblance. I think that other guy seemed a little bit crazy to me. Yes, and I now remember the uh, tattoo that you mentioned. I, I've just been so yeah. Dis- it's like uh, we should have remembered, and then it's like we were in that store, and it was just like this deep cl- cloud, uh, and it's like what's going on, you know? Yes. That's not normal. That that vampire, you know, what did he do to us? Oh my God! What was that documentary about? The, the one we're trying to, the Kronos one. Well, uh, f- having not seen it, you know, being due to the conspiracy to prevent us from seeing this documentary, I believe it's about a, a, a 16th or 17th century German vampire hunter by the name of Captain Kronos, who encounters a vampire who sucks not blood but youth, and the vampire stays young by stealing the youth. Of young people, and so that's it. Yeah, so they will become that's, elderly. That's why we can't we can't remember. Yes, because we're becoming because, senile like old people and losing our memory. Yes, he's he's sucking the life force out of us. We're growing old. Yes, oh, we're no. getting feeble, <laughs> and I can feel it starting to happen. Well, I, I I kind of feel okay-ish, but I'm starting to feel like slower. Well, like I have to pedal slower. No, no. You look weaker. Don't pedal slower. Okay, right. In fact, well, we're just going to stop right here. Let's no, go I, just for a minute. Let's go into the cul de sac. There's knees. only there's one cure for this. There's one cure for your knees. There's one cure for all of this. Let's stop here in the cul de sac. On, on Garden Street. And, uh, gentlemen, let's, let's hit the fluff. And Plunger will get into his backpack and uh, get out the marshmallow fluff. And he's going to slip it, put his whole hand in the marshmallow fluff, right? And, and just... Yeah, just, I'm just... Yeah. Rub this around like Bengay. Yeah, I'm going like, to like rub some on my gums, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, like, suck it off to every finger and... Put it on your joints. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I've not tried that, but that's an interesting experiment, actually. My hips are s- starting to feel a little tight, you know? Yes, well... No, I don't know. Do I look older? I, f- I, I do feel a little older. You, you look a little more... Uh, well, you... Is that mustache, like, getting a little darker? As he paints that with eyeliner. I pretend no. not to notice. Uh, well, I don't know about darker, but it, but if the sun is glinting off of it, it could be because it's turning, the hair is turning white, silvery. And uh, also, <laughs> you know, I think I see some... Um, crow's feet on you guys' faces. I don't know. My youthful good looks. I just, you know, and some uh, some liver spots. Oh, no. Maybe. Oh, this is not good. It's not too bad yet. Hopefully this uh, this fluff will do the trick. Yeah, yeah, give me My, some of that. Give me some of that fluff. Yeah, take some before it's gone. Take some before it's gone. I've Can also I got the this? mint flavor. I've got the mint flavor also. If the regular fluff does not do the trick, the, the green minty fluff uh, should help. I also have some Oreo cake balls in my, uh, in my backpack as well if it comes to that. They're, uh, you know, Oreos that are mixed with cake and then uh, dipped in chocolate. you ever had them. They're quite good. The best balls you'll ever put in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Chip is muted. Well, that was on purpose because I was trying out my old man voice <laughs> to see if it was going to be any good. What's he done? Oh, I think 
I think this is how Chip's gonna talk after he eats the fluff. He says, I think it made it worse, guys. <laughs> oh, Chip, I... Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. wait. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Oh, no. I... I'm feeling... I, it could be the fluff in my throat, oh, but I think I'm... I'm getting older. Yes, I I think yeah. I think I am too. In fact, I'm 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 losing my my lisp, and I'm I feel I feel like I'm getting older. I oh I wonder I wonder if I'll grow a beard like my uncle. Oh oh oh! Wait a minute, gentlemen. Wait, we have to snap out of it. Don't you see? We're falling victim to the classic self-hypnosis tricks. That's a that's a blood-sucking daywalkers. They're trying to discombobulate. They've cast a spell upon us, obviously. Now, it just so happens that I have a cure for this that will be even better than marshmallow fluff. So, just give me one moment, and he'll dig into his backpack again. And uh, I've taken the liberty of copying out this ancient Sumerian spell. Um, it will require me to read a little cuneiform script, but luckily I have uh, made a many through many lengthy researches. I have taught myself how to read cuneiform script. I will now dispel the spell that the daywalkers have put on us. Here, here we go. Om nakara tusamake tusrakash dakrunkshera. Now, okay, now we should be fine. We should be fine. How's everybody feeling back to normal? Well, I feel like uh, I'm okay for now, but I don't know how long that's going to last. And I think we need to get to this Mr. Kingley's house, the one who uh, has checked out Captain Kronos. And we need to watch that movie as soon as possible to see if there's something in there that uh, can defeat the, the draining of youth. Um, but we better hurry because it could come, we could start losing our youth again. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I do feel, like, significantly better, but I, I feel like I'm heading back downhill, so we might have to keep that, that spell handy. Yes, yes, uh, well, unfortunately, I can only cast it once a day. Because, uh, no, I'm joking. That's a George's Dragondale joke there. Um, no, I can cast the spell as many times as I can read it, so I will keep it handy. I can only hope that I'm uh, pronouncing it correctly, because, you know, uh, much like the Semitic languages, the cuneiform does not uh, contain any vowel sounds. Therefore, I was using my own best estimates and guesses based on my extensive knowledge of ancient Mesopotamian and Sumerian culture, which, as you know, I have done uh, many lengthy researches into in my spare time. So, uh, but we still go to the Bing Kingsley's house. Uh, I've always wanted to meet the man. You know, he is the author of uh, Bigfoot's Penis, a book that uh, about crypt- uh, cryptozoology. And, and Dickie, were you saying that you had, you had recently met... Uh, his uh, his co-author and partner in that endeavor, uh, that uh, Barge Garfinkel. Haven't you met this gentleman as well? Yes, hmm. I consulted him because of his uh, extensive Bigfoot knowledge, and I'm sorry, Plunger, but his Bigfoot knowledge exceeds even yours and mine. Well, and uh, that's true, but I have chosen to. Uh, Put most of my intellectual energy into the Albert phenomenon. The big the field the Bigfoot field is fascinating, but it's just so full of amateurs and 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 uh, good researchers as well. But it's a very crowded field. You know, there's like thousands and thousands of people traipsing around the Pacific Northwest with cameras trying to get a picture of Bigfoot looking guiltily over his shoulder as he walks across a clearing, or she, or she, and so. Uh, no, I, I prefer to uh, study the owlbear, which uh, is by far the bigger threat. So, It could be, yes. Uh, but uh, as I've uh, said, uh, I know Bigfoot uh, is out there. I have the recording uh, with the message I received from Bigfoot who that was uh, just... Uh, my own personal message, very uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, but yes, uh, I have yet to meet the great um, Bing Kingsley, and uh, that's uh, quite remarkable that he is the one that checked out this. There must be uh, some kind of uh, connection. Serendipity. 
Serendipity. Yes, uh, synchronicity or something. So, where are we? Uh, where are we going? We're like, going to Pink. Did, did you get his address? Uh, well, we got part of his address, I, right? Did we get all I of it? I saw his address. Yeah. I didn't quite get to finish writing it down before I got chased out, but I uh, am tr- going to remember it as best as I can. Well, do you remember the street? Because everything I know about Bing Kingsley leads me to believe that if we can at least find the street, then the house itself, <laughs> the house itself should be fairly easy to, because uh, I, I, I believe, based on the man's decadent lifestyle, because, you know, he was a gonzo journalist and spent a great deal of time with celebrities. He's retired here to the Jupiter Springs area. I have read many articles he has written in Cream Magazine, which, which my brother collects religiously. So if we at least know the street, I believe we can narrow it down to the house. We'll just listen for the the sounds of Jefferson Airplane or or uh, or, or any other such, uh, or, or perhaps um, empty... Uh, if there's ether-soaked rags in the front yard, perhaps. Or we could always just look in a phone book, I suppose, as well. Well, it, it, it was... It was 5324... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quick, here's some fluff. Take it, take it. Just right off my finger. There's no shame in it. There you go. Okay. That was oddly disturbing. Let's never do that again. Okay. appears <laughs> <laughs> we have the number and not do the. Do you think you could? What's that? Yeah. Do you have any? I mean, you you have a chance to remember it if you have you know something you think you can roll. Uh, would be appropriate. Come, yeah, come on, boy like detective. Sh- come on, boy detective. Possibly. Um, just through, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of that's, you know, other than super nerd, but it's not necessarily anything nerdy that just, but it's indicative that he's a smart person, but not necessarily I think that's perfectly reasonable um, that a detective would uh, see a piece of, you know, uh, evidence and, and be able to r- recall it. Yeah. And I have a three in that. So let's see. I don't know what I need to get, but I got. Ten. Okay. Well, I got a. Oh, well. Uh. I got 11. Hey. All right. Well, um, 5, 3, 2, 4, and thinking about it, it seems like it was Lake Point or Lake View, something like that, drive. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to go on to assume that Plunger would then be able to deduce which one it was because... I've never narrated this before, but I just... I, he has talked about listening to the police scanners a lot, and I imagine that somewhere in, you know, their headquarters in the detached garage, he's probably got, like, a map of Jupiter Springs covered with thumbtacks, you know, various, you know, right, sightings sure. and weird shit, so he'd know whether there was a Lake Point or Lake Drive or, like, which one would be the most likely... Uh, what do you think about that? Well, Plunger uh, is pretty sure that it's going to be Lake View, and that um, that is a bit outside of town, kind of um, not in not all the way out in the Toloa Pines, but um, there actually is kind of a, a, a so almost like sort of up in the hills, and there is um, a small lake. Um, and there are some like rural style houses out there. Yeah, um, yeah fairly far apart on pretty good acreage. That's out there right. It's the rural large lot zoning district where Abby lives. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that same neighborhood. Yes. Well, uh, Chip, uh, you know, I know you uh, had a thing. You and Abby had a thing going. It's before you before you were seduced by the, the dark side of the fourth. 
I mean, she doesn't even, like, respond to my, you know, mail. I send her, like, you know, pen pal messages, and she doesn't even respond. I don't think she really has time for, you know, a kid. No, I, I think she her... She got her license and, like, driving around with boys and stuff, I, you know, whatever. Oh, no, she's... She's a good girl. She's, uh, I mean, maybe she has her permit. No, he's but, talking uh, about Tracy. He's talking about Tracy. And I'm sure she's not riding oh, around well, in cars with boys. G- he's probably slumming around cemeteries and mausoleums and, you know, getting her fingernails painted black or whatever else the vampires do these days. But that's neither here nor there, gentlemen. Yeah, so. I thought you were talking about Abby and, uh,. Yeah, Abby's busy uh, doing her math homework, well, yeah, probably. Her, her father in particular, her uncle, are extremely overprotective. But Abby is... <clears throat> I only bring her up because that, that large lot zoning, we, we know the neighborhood, and we know that we're going to have to do something that you know I'm not very good at, which is pedal uphill. So we need to finish off the rest of this fluff, and I'm afraid we're going to have to get into the mint flavor, and then we really need to get moving. So... Here's here's the mint flavor. Here we go. And then Plunger will just literally... It's disgusting to watch. Uh, he'll just almost, like, shovel the minty fluff into his mouth and until uh, there's almost none left. I, I'll need all my, all my energy to... Save some. <sighs> Save some for me. Uh, unfortunately... I don't have the mint. Well, I mean, it kind of tastes like toothpaste... Uh, but it'll it'll have to do. Well, there's one way in which you you're, you're only one way, pretty much only one way in which you are superior to me, either one of you, which is that you're in much better physical shape. I, as you know, I'm husky, and uh, despite my grandmother's many attempts to send me to fat camp, um, as you know, once I I avoided fat camp and we had a different adventure, but. Uh, I've chosen to exercise my brain over the brawn. The brain is my ultimate muscle. And so I will just... uh, That's a long ride is my point, and I need all the energy I can get. So you'll just have to... Oh no! Oh, oh no! I need oh. some fluff. Well, quick! Uh, I need some fluff. Wait! Wait! Here! Oh, no, baby! Maybe you gotta do the spell or something. Oh no! Here, just, here, oh, here we go! And I'll do the spell give again. The fluff. Just as soon as Chip starts um, having his little attack, <laughs> uh, psychosomatic or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, you start you know getting the fluff ready, and then you hear, "There they are! Get them!" And uh, from from down the street, like this group of like uh, five kids on bikes, headed by this uh, uh, you know taller, older kid that you recognize from school, but I, you, don't, you don't really know his name. But he like they're riding up the street, and he rec- sees you guys and points, and they all start riding straight oh, towards man. you. Oh, oh man. bad timing! Terrible oh, timing! No. Terrible oh time. no! Oh no! <laughs> It's wearing off again. Uh, well, uh, well, I was we're like, not gonna make it. If only I had, if only I had managed to include some attack spells in in my arsenal. Oh, uh, quick, gentlemen! I doubt right. that the, I doubt that the, and now we have no more fluff to throw at them because I've eaten it all. Oh, curse my, curse my terrible appetite and my addiction. Oh no! Oh. Well, this group of guys. <laughs> quickly rides up to you and stops as you're sort of having this little meta discussion <laughs> about having eaten the fluff and whatever. And the tall kid gets off his bike and puts the kickstand down and walks up to you and he's listening to you, the stuff you guys are saying. And he's like, what is going on here? Oh, oh God. Don't concern yourself with it, sonny boy. You whippersnappers! You must leave us alone. Don't get too, don't get too close. You'll lose your youth. Well, fuck it. Your youth will be sucked away. Don't you see? There's something terribly, terribly wrong with us. And Plunger gave him the most googly-eyed, crazy look he possibly can. Um, I that's likely to be fairly effective if it works. Um, is there something you you? think would make a good uh, candidate for a, a role there 
Not really, no, no, other than, uh, uh, you know, and just so listen, I got four dice in encyclopedic brain, which I defined as knowing a little bit about everything and recalling obscure facts. I have three dice in paranormal investigator, which I defined as cryptozoology, parapsychology, and theoretical astrobiology. <laughs> and, uh... Intellectual bloodhound, I have two dice, solving problems, making plans, understanding complex situations, and computer geek, building computers, programming computers, blah, blah, blah. Um, my hook is I want to believe, I believe too much, but I I think it may be intellectual bloodhound would be the only one I could really justify as in solving problems and making plans. I'm trying to make him think that we're crazy. And uh yeah, I was I was thinking that the second one, the sort of paranormal one, yeah. sort of to try to convince him that there is like some sort of weird shit going on. I'll take it. The three. I'll, I'll take it if you're giving it, Game Master, cuz I would rather have three dice than two. And so I'll give him my craziest eyes using all my theories of parapsychology. And I will roll and oh my god, look at that. I got a 5 and a 5 and a 5. A 5 5 5. The neighbor, the downstairs neighbor of the beast, or the upstairs neighbor. No, I guess he's the downstairs neighbor of the beast. I got a five, 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 fifteen. That's got to be good, right? Yeah, that is quite good. That is. Um, you only needed a ten. Oh, good. Um, and so that is basically, you know, a degree of success greater than you actually needed. And so, um, <laughs> this tall kid who hasn't even said his name um, gets a really creeped out look on his face and begins to back away and he's like yeah um i think we should uh leave these guys alone they're really freaking weird yeah, that's right and, uh, you, you dumb kid <laughs> yeah and the other kids just start shouting like you know yeah you freaking weirdos whatever as they're like riding away and jeering at you i was i was weird when you were in still in short pants son oh Oh well, that could have gone worse. I know it could have gone worse, but but we're almost out of fluff, and and we just have a little bit of fluff left, only just enough for each of us to have a little taste. So I'm gonna take my. Oh, okay, okay, feeling feeling a little bit better. I think I'm, I think I'm going back to normal. I don't have to rely on magic too much because you don't you don't want to you know mess with the the underlying structure of the universe too much. So here, take this fluff, restore your youth. And energy, we must get to Bing Kingsley's house immediately. Yeah, give me a fluff bump. Yes, here, take a fluff bump. Just take a bump right off my knuckle. There you go. Okay. Oh, God, thank you. Oh, Dickie, here, take a fluff bump. Oh, yeah, fluff knuck. <laughs> yes, take a fluff knuck. All right. Do you think Bing Kingsley has any fluff in case this happens when we're at his house? If I know Bing Kingsley, he's something even harder than fluff. Yeah, probably like like uh, like uh, Hershey's chocolate syrup. He's probably just drinking that straight out of the bottle. And uh, yeah, but if I know Bing Kingsley, if everything that I've heard about him is true, he'll at least have some fluff. At the very least. All right. Well, uh, I guess we should get going then up up the hill, up up towards the hill, and then up the hill. Let's go. Let's go, gentlemen. All right. Well, you guys uh, right off in the opposite direction uh, that the <laughs> attempted bullies are riding off in. And um, it takes you about, you know, a good 15 minutes of mostly uphill riding and uh, sort of meandering through neighborhoods that are getting increasingly less and less dense and more and more foresty. Um, but, the, you know, it's not like uh, gravel or dirt roads or anything. It's, I mean, it's all, you know, paved and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to uh, Lakeview Drive, and you can see there are, you know, large lot <clears throat> houses. And uh, Lakeview, you would probably know Plunger from, you know, your map. is kind of a large, basically circle, like circle um drive that comes in off of this um feeder road um 
and you're not exactly sure where um, 5324 would be, but it's got to be one of these, and there's not a whole hell of a lot of houses on this loop, which is about a mile around uh, circling this, this small lake. Okay. All right. Let's hunt this house down. Find the right house. Okay, obviously the numbers are going upwards in this direction, so we must go this way. Whew. That's a long that's a long ride. Maybe I should go back to Fat Camp and this year. Basically at one hundred and eighty degrees from <clears throat> the uh spot on the you know uh on the road from where the feeder road lets you in, um you find five three two four um so it's but basically you know opposite side from where you came in and um I'm curious uh actually i I wasn't sure how I would describe being Kingsley's house, and I think I should leave that to uh to you, Sean. well, you know it's mostly glass, it's all glassed in on the front, and it's in a nice a frame type of thing, you know it's a nice big a frame with all glass on the front. So it's a son of a bitch to heat and cool, quite frankly. Uh, uh, and I think that's basically it. It's just a nice A-frame. You know, it looks like it ought to be out in the mountains somewhere. Looks like a ski lodge almost. And, uh, yeah, yeah. There's probably a great big deck in the back. There's probably a couple motorcycles parked out front. And, uh, and I imagine that uh, he has a mowed his lawn. And there's probably some, uh, you know... Uh, you know, like, uh, like, uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like citations for violations of of municipal codes as far as like lawn mowing and trash in the yard. They're like, <laughs> you know, plastered up on the windows and doors and things like that. And I I do think there's probably like loud music booming out from uh from the house and uh, a shed in the back, but like a larger shed. You know, like almost like a, a detached garage, I guess. Um, that who God only knows, you know what's what's in it. But um, yeah, and then there's probably uh, some knocked over trash cans in the back because I like to think that the Sasquatch is coming down here and feeding every now and then, stealing <laughs> trash. You know, so uh, that's how I picture it anyway. All right. Well, that is what you see before you, although. Perhaps minus the sort of municipal citations, just because I think this is outside of the municipality specifically so that he can't get cited. For yeah, you're stuff. probably right. He's out in the county. He's out in the county. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's definitely no homeowners association either to call him out on, you know, violations or any bullshit like that. Oh, is it? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. just hate him. Yeah, I just hate the HOAs. Yeah. Last time I was uh, dealt with an HOA, I was doing some coke with Paul Lind at uh, Sandy Duncan's house, and the HOA comes knocking. But that's another story, and I'm, I'm getting my characters confused now. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I, I need to hand my Bing Kingsley voice over to the Game Master here. So, Yeah, well, I'll do my best. Yeah. Just so nobody's confused, uh, Bing Kingsley and Bart Garfinkel we're both in a series that we played previously called Spirit, just in case you haven't heard it. Yeah, if you haven't heard it, and then we, we enjoyed that very much, and you should listen to it. And uh, so, and of course, Bing Kingsley was Sean's character in that game, but I will be playing him as an NPC uh, in this game. I, I will do my best uh, impersonation of his voice, but I did want to give Sean the opportunity to describe his house because I had no fucking idea what it might look like. Yeah, so. that's how I picture it, yeah. But you're right about that. He would have definitely purposely lived far enough out you know that that he could have avoided hassles hassles from the man i'm not trying to get hassled by the man you know so uh the three uh teen or preteen were they're kind of nebulous uh how old exactly they are uh but the three boys um are standing in front of bing kingsley's house okay or what they are pretty sure is being Kingsley's house anyway, and there is indeed, um, you know, loud music coming out of it. Yes. Okay. Well, here. Yeah. I mean, so there's like, it's all windows, right? So we could uh, try to look in, and uh, maybe we'll <laughs> see Bing in his uh, bathrobe, uh, 
not fully clothed or you know not fully closed yeah up bathrobe and um yeah i picture he probably has like a kimono style <laughs> like, <laughs> like bathrobe and tidy whities underneath that like a gold chain with medallion you know or something but we'll find out i guess yeah well i i yeah well, let's look through and see if we can yeah see if, peek through the windows if, can, if he's home at all well you uh, approach and um the sweet strains of uh, White Rabbit uh, come, you know, th- are thundering out of the, uh, and almost shaking the glass. Um, and um, the first thing you notice is that, you know, for as much sort of clutter and stuff as there is, uh, you know, around, it's at least kind of organized-ish. Um, but you see... Um, you don't immediately see any people, um, but you do see the large stereo that is making the sound. Um, and then you do see um, a few moments later, just looking around kind of at the various... I mean, he's got like there's like a desk with just kind of papers strewn about it, and like a typewriter, and um, you know, there's like a couch and like a one of the big, large I wouldn't say large screen, but kind of a large t- TV with like wood grain and you know, yeah. uh, a pair of rabbit ears on yeah. top of it, a huge console um, with like a little entertainment center next to it with like a you know, uh, a VHS player and. Uh, I, I would imagine Bean Kingsley might have, you know, a Nintendo or an Atari Twenty Six Hundred or something. Yeah, he probably um, does. And I, I'm sure, like a, you know, bookshelf full of books with not only his books but of course other books and uh, and and whatnot, and of course a, a sort of shelf with like st- stocked with like VHS tapes and everything. Um, and so you see all that. And then you see a guy in a, and just as exactly as you described it, in sort of like a Japanese kimono style bathrobe. Um, <laughs> it looks like it's definitely made of silk anyway. And he's got like this kind of a hairy chest with like a gold chain around his neck, um, like a little medallion. Um, and his kimono is not fully closed. You know, he's, you can see his, uh, his, his tidy whities underneath it. And he comes. He's got, his hair is just kind of unkempt and crazy, and he's um, smoking something um, that is not immediately identifiable as tobacco and/or something else. It was definitely rolled by hand, whatever it is. Yeah, and I think um, he should have like fluffy white rabbit slippers. That like, sounds good to me. Yeah. Fluffy white rabbit slippers, yeah. and he comes. Um, and so this door pushes open, and uh, this man. That comes uh, bursting into the room with the um, desk with all the papers on it. And there's also, and it's got like the typewriter, and there's also a phone there. Um, and um, he looks around and looks at the desk and looks at the phone and picks it up and begins pushing numbers. And then um, he looks over in your direction, but you realize it's pretty dark out here now and it's pretty light inside. So he probably can't see you standing out there. He's probably just reflecting off of, you know, the window looking at himself. <laughs> yeah, he probably is looking at himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay. that's him. So listen, I mean, what's the best play here? <clears throat> you know, we just tell him, hey, there's been a mix-up. We, we, it's vital. I mean, he's a paranormal investigator of sorts anyway. I think Bart Garfinkel's really the, the cryptozoologist. But, but uh, you know, we just tell him we've, we've got to see this Captain Kronos. Just well, play it straight with him? What do you think, Dickie? We could go that route. Uh, we could go the uh, intimidation route. You know, just immediately demand that he give us the tape or else. I bet he doesn't even know that he has that tape. I don't think he even knows what day it is, frankly. He might not even really know what year it is, okay? And uh, 
<clears throat> it's highly likely he doesn't even know he has that tape. So I don't know if the intimidation approach would work. And you see through the window as you guys are talking that Bing Kingsley has started having a conversation with somebody on the phone, apparently, as he's sort of looking at himself in the reflection of the window. And this can have kind of an animated conversation at that. Hmm. Um, It doesn't look like he's angry or yelling or anything, but maybe he just is an animated guy and just likes to gesture with his hands a lot when he talks or something. Mm Mm-hmm. I can picture every time he gestures, every time he gestures, you know, the hand is holding that great big doobie or whatever it is, like ash is falling all over the place. And yeah. He could be in contact with the vampire from Valley Video. Well, I never considered that. The whole thing could be a setup, you know? Like, he, he want, the vampire wanted us to get, uh, Bing's information. I mean, because he knew we'd come here, and we don't know about being, you know, maybe being has been turned. We don't know. Listen, no one loves a conspiracy more than I do, but I think if that were true, then the vampire wouldn't have attempted to cloud our minds the way he did. Also, I just thought of something. No vampire in his right mind would have a glass house to let all the sunlight in. <laughs> I was so dumb. Except for an Egyptian yeah. daywalker. Well, yes, I guess it could be an Egyptian daywalker. I mean, uh, how many of them are there, though? I mean, well, I don't know. Well, but yes, by my last calculation, point, uh, by my last calculation, there should be uh, about seventeen hundred and fifty-two Egyptian daywalkers just in North America alone. It's a far more, far more common phenomenon than the popular press. Uh, and the government would have you believe. But I think the direct approach here is best, gentlemen. After all, if things go south, we do have Chip. We do have our ninja with us. But we better go in before we begin to rapidly age. Yeah, well, yeah. and if we... I was thinking, if we do, um, if that happens uh, again and we don't have any fluff, I mean, maybe we can just play the sympathy angle, right? Because we could be like... Oh, we have to figure out. We have to watch this documentary to figure out how to reverse this, you know. And maybe he would yes. like want to help you them. know. Yeah, yeah. You know, we could uh, make a plea to his uh, if he has any sympathy. Uh, you know, he, uh, we better hurry because I'm feeling it. You know, coming on again. So yes, we will. And. Uh, and, and I tell you this, you know, if Ben Kingsley is anything like what I hear of, you know, he, I, I think I think it's highly likely that he's probably partied with Caroline Monroe, who stars in the film. I think it's perfectly probable that he's partied with Horst Jansen or Lois Dane or John Carson or Shane Bryant or any of the people who, who you know, the Hammer film stalwarts. So it could be that uh, he has other information that he could give us. But, but yes, it's time for us, I believe... Looking at my watch, gentlemen, I can see that the luminescent dial tells me it's time for us to get moving. Well, and Bing Kingsley, by this point, has hung up the phone and is now sitting at, uh, at the desk and typing furiously. As much as I hate to interrupt the genius at work. I mean, Let's knock. Yes. We have a nice loud cop knock there, Dickie. All right, yeah. Give it a nice bang. Well, you give the door a nice bang. And um, from inside you hear, Coming! And um, a few moments later, the door swings open, and um, with it you see this fairly wild-eyed looking man with slightly crazy hair and um, a, you know, kimono-style bathrobe parted inappropriately far, um, revealing his uh, underpants. And he looks confused for a moment, then he looks down (laughs) and sees the three of you. He says, Oh, hey, kids! What are you doing here? What do you do? Do you need something? Ah! Oh! Oh! Help us! Help us! Oh my! Oh my! What? What's wrong with that one? He says, pointing at Dicky. 
Well, he, he needs to get fluffed up. Uh, do you have any marshmallow fluff, sir? I realize it's not quite Halloween. But well, I don't have any marshmallow fluff, but that guy looks worse than Marlon Brando. Uh, well, on that one time after the, the three-night bender in Vegas. Yes, well. If you have some regular marshmallows, it's acceptable to mash them up and, and heat them up in the microwave. <laughs> oh. It looks terrible. Me. I think you guys, I think you kids better come in here. Hey. Okay, well. <laughs> so, hey, what am I just randomly saying? Hey. Yeah, hey, come hey. on in. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Mr. Kingsley, we, we, we were actually, uh, while Dickie is, you know, I guess getting some marshmallows in the kitchen or whatever, I don't know, because I don't see Bing giving too much of a shit if he runs into the kitchen. Um, no. Um, you see... We're actually here on a, on a mission of sorts. Uh, we've we've been attempting to uh, rent the documentary film Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter from Hammer Film Studios, and when we opened the box, much to our chagrin, we realized that it was Captain Kangaroo. Now, never mind Captain Kangaroo's CIA connections and his uh, involvement in the Iran Contra scandal and uh, the CIA's black ops in the region, uh, which are interesting in and of themselves. But it appears that you were the last person to rent Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. And so, being investigators, much like yourself, who have done a little bit of investigative journalism in your day, and, uh, and by the way, I have here in my backpack uh, a copy of Bigfoot's Penis that I hope you will autograph for me, if uh, you'll get a chance. Um, well, we as soon as you say that and pull it out, he yeah. he grabs it and grabs a you know a sharpie and yeah. signs the inside cover. Oh, good, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. And uh, no, we just wondered if you might have inadvertently not returned Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter, or whether you have some other reason for not wanting it in circulation. Mm, well, I wouldn't say that I didn't want it in circulation. I just wanted to add it to my collection. I love Hammer Films. Captain Kronos is great. You love Hammer Films? Have you seen Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde? Well, of course. I, I've got that one, too. Uh, oh. um, yeah, I got... Man, I, and Carolyn Monroe, she's great in that. And, you know, one time we, uh, we uh, were doing shots back in... Well, I, I don't need to tell you kids about that, but... Oh, I've corresponded with Carolyn Monroe. She's a very gracious lady, believe me. She sent me an 8x10 black and white photograph, which I had hanging up on the uh, bathroom mirror for a while until my grandmother was offended and had it removed. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> yeah, you, you, might be, you might be a little a little young there for that. That's true, that's true, that's true. Well, Mr. Marshmallow, is this a cupboard for the marshmallow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, they got to be in there somewhere. I'm sure I got some. You've only got little ones. I need the large one. <laughs> well, they probably got some Lucky Charms. You can fish the little fake marshmallows out of there. That, that should do in a pinch, yes. Get the, All right. Put them in a blender. Uh, certainly you have a blender. Certainly you've made blended drinks before, Mr. Kingley. I don't know if I'd put marshmallows in there and then eat them. Yes, <laughs> God knows. Know what's been blending. God you knows know. what's been blending. So, so you're saying that you... You know, being a fan of, of the Hammer films, and obviously, you know, you've seen Taste of the Blood of Dracula, uh, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed, uh, Ca and Captain Cronus Vampire Hunter, which you want to add to your collection. But you see, sir, it's vital, absolutely vital, that we see it. Because we are in the grips of a battle with youth-stealing Egyptian daywalkers, and we must watch that film so that we can learn the secrets to defeating them. Oh, is that what's wrong with your friend there? That's right. His, I'm feeling. I'm. I'm feeling better now. Oh, good. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything he said is true. That's we need right. to watch that movie. And even if you would prefer, even if you don't trust us to borrow it and take it back and watch it at our headquarters, then perhaps we could watch it here on your large console television. Well, um, 
You know, I wouldn't have a huge problem with that necessarily, other than uh, it sounds like a, it might be a, an invitation to have the sheriff's department haul me out for some kind of nonsense for... Yeah, I don't know about all that, but I could probably let you borrow it. Oh, well, that sounds excellent, yes, yes. But that you got to promise to bring it back now. Of course, of course, we'll bring it back, of course. Um, okay, but, uh, you do know this is, uh, this tape is highly sought after by some, uh, very secretive and, you know, dangerous people. So, uh, if you're sure you want to hold on to it, that's fine, but somebody, someday somebody's going to come looking for it. It's not going to be us. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, kids. You look like you know a thing or two. I think you could probably handle yourselves. I'm not too worried about it. I think if somebody comes for this tape and he reaches up and pulls down a, a VHS copy of Captain Kronos. I think if uh, someone comes looking for it, I think you'll know what to do. Yes. I think you'll be able to get it back to me in one shape. And I wouldn't have believed you when you said this was a documentary. But there's been some recent events that suggest that you might be right about that. And anyway, I wrote a whole book about meeting Bigfoot, so, you know, what the hell? All right. It's all fair game as far as I'm concerned. That's right. What the hell? Or as my good friend Dickie would say, what the H-E double hockey sticks? We will. Yes. We will take he hands the uh, the tape to Plunger. Yeah, and he, I like accept it reverently. Like, oh, like it's like the Holy Grail, you know, and we'll look at it. Just ra- wrap it up in cloth and put it in our in your backpack. Yes, quickly. I'll wrap it up. I'm going to take, you know, Plunger's always got the, you know, the Karate Kid style bandana around his yeah. little white fro. He'll like undo that and wrap it in the, the bandana and reverently place it in the backpack in the inside zipper pocket you know in the backpack no less yeah and uh, there we go okay alright Mr. Kingsley uh, you don't know what this means to us and uh, we certainly owe you a favor sir if you ever need help in any of your investigations because you're right we do know a thing or two and we know what we're doing Yes, if you uh, need any consultants um, or partners, uh, we we do know a great deal. Um, I have uh, spoken with Bart, and uh, so we have collaborated. And uh, oh, I know we know a, uh, a lot about the stuff that you write. So we are happy to go in on any investigations in the future. Well, really? Okay, well, that's good to know, because uh, i gotta, I got to let you know something. I'm, I'm working on a, a new book right now. Um, oh, yeah. Might have, uh, I might have Bart's help yet. I'm not sure. I haven't, uh, you know, working out things with the, the publisher and the agents and everything, but you want to know what the working title is? Yeah, of course. Yes. It's called Exposing the Owlbear. Yeah. <gasps> Oh, you know the truth. <laughs> if you have information about an owlbear, sir, then we certainly must collaborate. I will have reams and reams of documents w- w- with me when I return. In fact, I, I hope I, I'm, I very well may have to borrow a truck or something and have a file cabinet brought over here. I also have some plaster casts of some uh, owlbear tracks that uh, you need to definitely take a look at. So we will. Uh, we must collaborate on this in the future. You happen to be speaking to the foremost Albert expert in the entire uh, state of California and possibly the world. Well, I got to say that's really convenient timing then for you to want to see this uh, documentary. So, anyway, yeah. Well, hey, great. Um, this worked out great for everybody. Kind of like uh, that time that Robin Williams uh, did a bunch of coke before uh, you know going on the set of uh, Mork and Mindy. Oh yes, you know I was backstage with him and uh, oh, what was her name? Oh, Pam God. Dauber. Yeah, pa- Pam Dauber. That's right. That's right. Yes, she I wasn't on she... my list of, of celebrities to read from. So. <laughs> I, I, I she's quite a wild child, from what I hear. You know, I'm a regular correspondent with actress Kim Fields, who plays Tootie on Facts of Life, and she told me some Pam Dauber stories that would curl your hair, sir. Hey, uh, just a recommendation. You got to get together with Paul Hogan. 
You two would really hit it off. I know it. Well, yeah, yeah Crocodile Dundee, uh, good day, mate, and all that stuff. All right, yeah, he's a he's a pretty cool cat. Hmm. Oh, he's the coolest. All right, yeah. All right, I don't share your your fascination with Paul well, Hogan, but you just don't get it. Well, when it comes to Australian icons, I prefer Angry Anderson. And uh, if you don't know who that is, you'll just have to uh, you'll just have to find out someday. Well, but well, you can call me Angry Dicky, because you have insulted me, and uh, no one, no one is better than uh, Crocodile Dundee. Well, we'll keep that in mind for the future then. Uh, uh, Mr. Kingsley, thank you so much for this. We will certainly return it after we watch it and take copious notes. And uh, I, of course, will be making a copy of this gentleman, so don't worry about that. We'll watch it over yeah. and over. All right, well, uh, thanks for stopping by, and uh, you know, have a good night, kids. Yes, very well. See you well. later. We'll get back hey. to work on my on my new book. Yes, yes, definitely. I can't wait to see how that turns out. Okay. We'll be in touch. We'll be in touch, yes. All right, gentlemen, let's go. Wow, right, what a cool so, guy. Uh, yeah. What a cool guy. <laughs> you guys hop on your bikes, and fortunately, uh, the journey back uh, into town and to uh, Plunger's grandmother's detached garage is mostly downhill coasting. That's right. Uh, unlike the, the ride up here. So um, it is a relatively quick journey back to... Uh, the garage where I'm gonna guess you pop some popcorn and watch the movie and uh yeah yeah I guess that's about uh that's about it I'm not gonna narrate <laughs> watching the actual movie uh so I guess that's right. that'll do it for this episode although I did want to mention of course the whole <laughs> suddenly remembering that we um knew uh Frank Williams Jr. Yeah, a little transparency um, was of here. course <laughs> was of course due to the fact that after we recorded that episode, Goonie realized that at the end of the Hard Times at Hardgate um, episode or series, we uh, actually had met um, <laughs> Duke yeah. and, and Frank, um, which all of us apparently had forgotten. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, but it only it only seemed perfect because, well, of course, it was just vampiric interference with their memories. <laughs> Duh! Like, yeah, yeah, so like we- that kind of uh, backwards like uh, fixing could only work in this series. This because it's just silly enough that it made perfect sense. Yeah, and at first so, Ryan and I weren't really all that concerned about continuity, but but Goonie convinced us that continuity was important. I gave was an, important. an impassioned plea yeah, he, to to uh, make sure that we had our continuity straight. Yeah, it, it, because this is a fan oriented series anyway, so yeah. only the fans would know. Right. In fact, this and, um, this whole thing was was fan service, and uh, you know we got the we got the. Uh, idea for the episode from a listener so yes we did yeah and and i suspect that the sort of handful of of people who we sort of correspond with on this that are all big fans of jupiter springs at least one of them would have caught that we fucked up the the bit about the kids already having met yeah somebody probably one of them at least would have caught it so yeah i'm glad that we uh (laughs) were able to do a little uh, on air, sort of <laughs> retconning. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well not really retconning because we didn't change what had happened. We just that's true. Right. fixed our mistake. Creative problem solving. Creative yeah. problem solving. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. So, yeah, we are ready for our winter break. So that's it for 2022, and we'll be back in January with an adventure from the land of the ice and snow, from the midnight sun. Where the hot springs flow. (laughs) I can't sing. Thanks for a good year. We'll see you next year. Hey, everybody. If you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world. And check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. 
email us at gooniesworldpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.